welcome to Tea Time with Monica. Are you ready to spill some tea? Hello, hello, loves, and welcome to another episode of Tea Time with Monica. Today's tea is all about cooking with cannabis with Corrine Carroll. Now, let me tell you about Corrine. She is the co-founder and executive chef of the Canisaur Series, a Bay Area, California-based cannabis dining series, which I have to get to one day. The co-author <laughs> of the best-selling cannabis book, Edibles, which I have a copy of. <laughs> um, and in 2017, she was named one of the one of America's top 10 cannabis chefs by Green State. Now you can catch her on the new Netflix TV show, Cooked with Cannabis, which began airing on 420. Welcome, Corrine. Thank you so much for having me. I really, really appreciate it. It's so wonderful to finally meet you, Monica. Yes, yeah, so wonderful to meet you. I know you had an interesting, fun 420 because I saw you doing some delivery packages. Yes, yes. Uh, we I recreated the meal from the episode. Oh. and delivered it throughout the Bay Area so people could watch the episode and make the same meal. I find myself so often like watching these cooking competition shows and I'm like, ah, damn, I want to eat that. <laughs> so here we go. I figured, why not? In these times, I've never done delivery services before, but, you know, got to pivot. We're used to that in the cannabis industry is pivoting and that was my pivot. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, I'm going to start today's interview off with a quote from Willie Nelson. I think people need to be educated to the fact that marijuana is not a drug. Marijuana is an herb and a flower. How does this quote speak to your views about cannabis? There's some multiple, uh, multi-levels there. Mm -hmm. um, definitely, totally agree with that statement. It is a plant, it's a flower, it's something that mother nature gave to us and mm -hmm. uh, it's a way to control ailments to make us feel better and uh and it's in a beautiful ingredient i i definitely see cannabis more than its psychoactivity more than its medicinal benefit which is this one side but definitely it has a beautiful taste and we so often try to veer away from that but uh, I think if we take a step back and remember it is a plant, it's just like a piece of rosemary. It can yeah. add to a dish and it can add flavors and different sensualities because it changes from plant to plant. So that side of it is definitely prevalent. Um, the other side to that quote is the term marijuana. Mm -hmm. I, I tend to stay away from the term marijuana because mm -hmm. it started off in the 1920s and 30s when prohibition started as a propaganda term, something that was used to, as a racial slur basically, to use the term marijuana, gave it a, a bad notation of saying, oh, it came from the Hispanics and it's mm -hmm. coming from the South and it's this terrible drug and, you know, it, focusing on kind of the immigration issues that we still have, unfortunately, today. Um, and so it has a lot of negative connotations to it, it the does. term marijuana. So I'm, I always try to take, get people to step back and like, hey, use the scientific term cannabis. Um, even the word weed is kind of eh, yeah. just because it's a weed. But hey, it's 
street talk, that's fine. We There's no negative connotations to it. Um, but yeah, that's my insight to that quote. <laughs> I love how you just really broke that down, the quote down and how you really feel about it. And mm -hmm. even talking about how we speak about it and what we call this herb. You know, mm -hmm. I, I really like the breakdown of it. And you talked about like some of the legal stuff that we talked about before we started recording yeah. um, with the immigration. So I really like your perspective on that quote. So I want you to tell us, tell the audience about your culinary journey and how you began infusing food with cannabis. So I think I started off pretty much like everybody uh, making those brownies and cookies, trying mm -hmm. to hide my cannabis consumption from my parents <laughs> on vacations <laughs> and stuff. Mm -hmm. So uh, I, I definitely started off in, in the good old fashioned ways of just putting all of the weed into the brownie you know, right. just breaking it up and then chewing on, you know, grassy, what we used to call back in the day, regs, yeah. you know, regular cannabis um, with seeds in it and stuff like that. So that's how it all started. But to um, years of experience and going to cooking school and then mm -hmm. applying those things and then learning more and more about cannabis once we moved out to California, um, I... I just started making edibles for different growers, okay. just trying to get my name out there, trying to work with different types of flour. It's all experience-based. There wasn't a school, there wasn't somebody who had written a whole plan of action of like, this is how you approach cannabis cooking. Mm -hmm. um, so I, that's how I first started dabbling in it. And then in 2013, my husband and I founded a cannabis edibles company along with two other partners and we created French style macarons mm. and there was nothing like that in the California market yet at the time. It was all about really heavy hitting cookies, high doses and packaging was usually in some kind of cellophane bag or something. So we wanted to elevate that whole game. And so what better way than to approach it with the most difficult cookie in the world. I still yeah. believe that to this day. Um, is the French style macaron and uh, we made these like five flavor boxes and they were 20 milligrams each which was considered low dose back in the day mm -hmm. now that is not a low dose no Do it's not, not. 20 milligrams for people but we were looked at as the low dose edible in 2013 in California at being 20 milligrams a pop and but that, that company, we just, it just blew it out of the water. We won multiple awards back then, uh, High Times Cups, and just started like dispersing ourselves all over California. And that's really what gave me that first major leap into the industry. Right. And uh, yeah, that, that was how I started. Wow, so you set yourself yeah. apart with one of my favorite cookies, because I love a good macaroon. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I used to, I used to, I'm really over them <laughs> I think everybody, like there are more and more people have gotten accustomed to eating macarons. So that uh -huh. might be why, because they're, there are, I think more people use them now. I, I mean, I like them. Of course, they go great with the tea, but. Of course, yeah. Yes, it's a spot of tea yeah. and macarons. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I like the, how you started to set yourself apart from the other businesses with doing all the high dosing and trying to really learn about it, about cannabis and do it in another way to set yourself apart. That right speaks volumes. <laughs> it does. I mean, it's it. I just did basically what I was looking for. Mm -hmm. You know, I couldn't find an edible that I didn't have to cut into a tenth of a piece 
at dispensaries, right? And who wants to have a cookie that you spend now 10 days cutting into 10 little pieces? By the end, it's like this stale, nasty ass cookie. No one wants that. <laughs> right. So I was like, I want something where at least, I mean, the macarons people still for a low dose had to cut them in half, but at least it's just one half <laughs> instead of a tenth of a cookie or some sort. Yeah. Um, but I, I grew to a 20 milligram dose pretty quickly just being and testing it and doing it so often and eating them myself so often. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. So um, now you have a new business with the Canasaur series. So what inspired that? So Canasaur series um, came out of a few different things. Um, on a personal level, it was the fact that I found myself making thousands of macarons a day mm -hmm. and I was not getting the job satisfaction that I wanted because I am a chef in the end of the day and not a one trick pony and right. wanted to expand my knowledge base and expand my horizons with saying, hey, I have all of this knowledge in infusing. Why don't I apply this to full on dinner services? And we hadn't seen anything like that at the time. Um, there were just like a few little things that people had done in their own private homes or kind of one-offs, but not like a regular occurring event series. Right. And so there was that kind of selfish reason of like, I want to do more. And then there was this other side that I had really I, I gained a community in the cannabis industry. Right. And a lot of those community members are manufacturers, purveyors, farmers, producers. And the big complaint I kept hearing from all of them is like, oh yeah, you know, we're just always in our dungeons, like face mm -hmm. down, head down, like doing our work. And they don't get to see people's reactions. They don't get to get immediate feedback. This was right. before the days of like dispensary um, uh, demos and stuff where people like, uh, these people could go into dispensaries and do a demo of their product. Right. So I was like, well, hey, wouldn't it be great if I did a dinner series where all these guests come and then I bring in my community, my cannabis community and share their products with these people and then the people get to talk to them directly. Right. And so there was this other side of like, hey, I really want to create this like communal style seating where these people I love so much get to now communicate with our guests and guests get to fall in love with their product because let's be honest we all love that when when we're trying out a new product or something it's like actually sitting down and like picking that person's brain of like yeah why did you create this and, oh well what actually is the science here or like what what actually does this do and those people are going to be answer the best right so yeah. that, that it was a collective of those two things yeah, because I saw that you have like a brunch. You've done a brunch with it, um, different uh -huh. types of... We do our wake and bake brunches, workshops, yes. dinners. There's always some kind of like theme around it. It's never uh, a one trick kind of thing. It, that's how we have a lot of patrons too, because they're always just introducing new products, new menu, new theme. Ugh. People get to dress up. So we do a, a do a speakeasy, a 1920s speakeasy, Ooh, like speed prohibition kind of one. Yes. People get all dressed up for that. They get fancy. We'll do like giveaway. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> I'm, I'm, you know, and I'm sitting here wondering like after, you know, the stay at home orders are lifted and the pandemic is over because we're getting out of this soon. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm going to say it. I'm just putting it in the air. Um, <sighs> what will be like your first theme? I'm just sitting here. I'm not, 
No, what I honestly, I don't even think I can go back and do my events the same way I was doing them before. Wow. I really truly believe that there is something that's now going to change in our society, how people act around each other, right. hugging comes down and the and the fact of sharing a joint is not going to be very enticing to a lot of people. No, I, and that's something that like was part of our events. Brought, it was like this community thing and I've been harping about this for years is that you know, we do sometimes introduce concentrates and vape pens and stuff, but there's something about sharing a joint. It takes us all back, especially, you know, the millennials and whatever generation I am. I don't know. <laughs> With older folk, we like to like just smoke the joint and share it and pass it. And we've really built ourselves on that theme. So I don't think that that's going to be a thing anymore, or it's going yeah, to be very sure. hard to get back into that. So you say like, what's going to be my next theme? It's just going to be like, yes, we're back together again. <laughs> like, I just want to be in a room full of people smoking weed. <laughs> so bad. Hey, hey, everyone might have their own joint, but at least you'll be together. At least we'll be together. Exactly. Well, uh, yeah. And that's, that's probably what I'll end up doing is individual joints. It's going to be a lot more expensive, but I mean, okay. hey, got to do something. <laughs> so they'll be in each other's company. Exactly. Yeah. So talking about this edibles cookbook that you and um, Stephanie, how am I pronouncing her name correctly? Stephanie Hua. Hua, yes. yes. What went into the composition of the edibles cookbook? Because like you said before, when you were starting with edibles, no one really broke down the science. And I know there's a beginning mm -hmm. part where I've read it, but let my audience know what went into this composition. <sighs> a lot of blood, sweat, and tears. <laughs> <laughs> It was, it was like three months of really, really intense, tense research because it, I mean, book deals go pretty quickly. Right. It's like, Hey, you have a book deal. Boom. This is your due date. And it's like, Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I was planning for my wedding at the same time, Ooh. which we turned in our book and my wedding was two weeks after. So it was just like all during this time. So that whole time is really like, a congested blur of it in my head, mm -hmm. but I know what I did. So, so um, I a lot of testing with um, testing facilities actually happened uh, okay. of us just trying to make sense of the different things. Like the smallest thing can have a change, a, a change in infusion and change of like what happens, what is actually pulled out. Something right. as simple as like sticking an infusion into the freezer like an alcohol-based infusion, it's gonna change and it's gonna look completely different than if you just left it out on the counter. Like right. all these little things. So we tested it step-by-step. Step. Um, and then after the infusions now came like the edible portions, like, okay, so now we have our infusions and we know our basic science, Steph and I, about uh, how, the, uh, how um, dosing works and stuff. Okay. So we just had to double check ourselves on every single thing. And there's not a lot of testing uh, facilities that can necessarily test a patafui or test a three layered brownie. You know, it's, right. it's hard when you really think about this, like you have to get even the amount for the testing and then it has to be put into a solution. So we had to work directly with uh, our testing facilities to make okay. sure they understood where the infusions were, what our goals were, how we expected them to test it so that we were always on the same page. 
Um, but the first 20 pages of the cookbook are basically just to hone in on all of that science, break right. down the different cannabinoids, what are terpenes, the smell aromas, how to look for cannabis, how to entertain with cannabis, and then how to dose it out properly. Wow, that's, that's a lot to read to you. It's not like a cookbook that you could just dive into and make a recipe. You actually you have read to read and learn <laughs> the science behind it. Yeah. And I like that because when you have any normal everyday different cookbooks, you don't necessarily think about the science that's going into the food. And this yeah. is almost like that fun science lesson that now you want to go in your lab, which is your kitchen and experiment. So I really right. like you guys broke things down in the book and really are teaching people that you're not going to do this, like you said, heavy dosing that used to be done, just throwing everything into the the actual meal that you're cooking. You have to really think right. about the dosage and how you're infusing it. So I think this is a great book. It's yeah, we really great. wanted moms to approach it, right? Like, right, yeah. Kind of in the back of our head the whole time. We're like, we want the soccer mom to be like, oh, I can do this. I yeah. can make you that home now. And so how are we going to break that down to make it simplified? I mean, Steph and I could talk for hours and weeks about all this, this stuff. Like we just took yeah. out the things that we thought were most important for uh -huh. you guys to know that it all makes sense to you in the end. And you can just go and start making edibles and you're like, oh, I got the basics. I understand the basics. Yeah. I, the, I, yeah. I think it's a good book to even have on the coffee table because it's almost like a conversation starter uh -huh. to someone picking it up and be like, what is edibles? Cannabis? Like, what are you doing? And then they start reading and learning the science. And then it's like, oh, it's more intriguing. Now I want to try some of this. So even if it's like just sitting on your coffee table, not in your kitchen where all your cookbooks are, this is a good, good lesson for people. Right. And it's pretty to look at, right? Yeah, it's, it's so pretty, cute it's pretty, and pretty. Cute little book. All the marshmallows on the front. Like I said, I have it, so I know what it looks like. <laughs> I been through it. So let's get to um, talking about this Netflix show. How did you learn about Cooked with Cannabis? How did you learn that they were doing this? They reached out. Uh, they reached out last year early on, and um, it was a long, it was a couple of months of back and forth. I definitely wasn't convinced right from the get-go. Um, mm -hmm. They, I didn't even know it was Netflix. They, they couldn't give those kinds of things away, so it was really interesting going through this all. It was always like a big, big network wants to work with you. Mm -hmm. We're doing this show. And so I had like 20 million questions <laughs> about like, well, who are these judges? and you know, what, what, what kind of set am I going to be on? Is this just going to be like a stoner? Cause I didn't want to continue this thought process of, you know, we're all just stoners and being like all right. danky. I don't know if that makes sense. <laughs> if you get a visual of what I'm trying to describe. No, I, I do. Cause people might perceive like, Oh, cooked with okay, Everybody's stoned. How are they cooking? What are they right. doing? They're going to burn stuff. You know, the right. whole exactly. negative, negative thought process of what a stoner right. is. Exactly. And I just didn't want to continue that narrative mm -hmm. or be a part of anything that continued that narrative. So it was definitely a lot of back and forth. Um, and in the end, like they were really like super excited and were able to show us like different things of what will be on the show. Obviously, I didn't know like Khalees was going to be my host until the day I walked in and I had a little meltdown. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. So I was going to ask really quickly, why are you a big Khalees fan like I am? Because Huge. Okay. Huge. Girl, seriously, like on the way to the show, I was listening to Tasty. The whole oh! album is like my thing. 
It was like, it's my hype music. Yes, and I'm bossy. <laughs> listening to you you have no idea this is like all of my college is Khalees yeah yeah I, I've been a big Khalees fan since uh I hate you so much right now okay I remember <laughs> watching that video on so MTV right now <laughs> yes I remember like who is this big head girl screaming on my yes. I love yes. her and I knew that she was a chef now I knew that she lives on mm-hmm. a farm um Totally want to taste her olive oil from Bountiful out here. It's right? amazing. That liquid gold looks so good. It's, I wanted I to get my hands on some be, of that. I wonder how that would mm-hmm. be if you infused that with some cannabis. The liquid gold? I mean, it would be liquid gold. <laughs> it would be more like, <laughs> might be platinum at that point. <laughs> platinum gold. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, yeah. Gold. So you didn't have to like audition for the show or anything? No, no. Okay. Um, no, they just did a lot of research on us beforehand. Okay. Um, and then just started going through the list, I think. I'm not quite sure how they did it all. I just know from my personal experience right. um, what went down. But no, there wasn't an audition. Okay, all right. Yeah. So they just knew you had the expertise to do this show. Come on. Speak <laughs> to what you can do, lady. So what was your strategy going into the competition? Um... It was truly just just to be myself. I know I'm, I'm I can be an awkward, quirky person, mm-hmm. and if I, uh, especially if I think too much, if uh-huh. I go in with too much of a plan, and then I get disappointed if I don't do certain things at the other side, perfectionist of me. So I was like, you know what? Just be yourself. Like, be Beyonce. <laughs> And I like to think of myself as Beyonce. That's how I get in my state of mind. I'm like, just, you know what? Be cool, sultry. Just go in, be yourself. Yeah. You'll be fine. All right. Yes. <laughs> and it, it it played out well. I've seen it, but I want everyone else to watch it. I can't, oh, I won't spill any of the like specific details, but just know this is amazing. And audience, you're going to have the munchies in more ways than one. Because I was <laughs> In more ways than one after watching this. I've had a few friends who've watched it. I've told to watch it and they called me and were like, oh my gosh, I want to eat everything now. Just Uh watching this show. Well, the funny thing is everyone's like smoking right before they watch the show or the episodes. And of course they're getting the Yeah. (laughs) But even if you're not smoking, you're going to have the munchies. You're going to have the munchies for that. The food looks so awesome. And I just want to taste, I want to sit and taste everything because it just looked amazing. And, the description yeah. was great. So how did you decide on dosing the meal? So I dose just like I do my events. Mm-hmm. Um, so the focus was one to um, make sure that they get like a full spectrum experience. So okay. it wasn't just about all THC. I really wanted to make sure to introduce CBD as well as THCA, which are other cannabinoids, as well as um, cannabis leaves and use them in a variety of ways. Right. And I, I so, thought that was interesting how you chose and where you chose to put the dosing and how much. And, mm-hmm. and like I said, I won't give people the specific details because I want them to watch and kind of get a sense. But I think this is a great overview to talk about how you decided when to introduce the THC, when mm-hmm. to introduce the leaves, when to introduce the CBD, and how many milligrams you did in each dish. Right. Yeah. Well, we we did we were given some specifications. Okay. Like, oh, we could only go go so high. I mean, too short was one of my uh, guest judges, 
And he definitely the entire time just wanted more. He was like, can I please, can someone give me a joint or give me at least 30 more milligrams? Like, <laughs> I can see that from way too low dose. He was like, I need to taste the weed. And everybody was just like micro dosing him. And I could just see him over there like, oh. <laughs> so do you get that though in your, like, even in your, your Tennisaur series, um, uh-huh. like people who are everyday, like, cause I know some people are just edibles. Experience some users. people are smokers and edibles and some people are heavy smokers and mm. they're just being introduced to edibles. Do you get that from people that like the smokers? Cause I think he is, he did say on the show that he is a smoker. So I think smoker. smokers, like they want to taste the weed. Yeah, he just like, it's familiar to them. Um, yeah. Just like it is to me too. It's just familiar to me. So I enjoy the flavor of it. Um, it definitely shouldn't overpower, but it should accentuate or, you know, kind of create a collaboration in a dish, just like any other herb. Um, but at, at my events, I mean, we always make sure that we know before people walk in through the door at the Can right. of Source series, what what their experience level is i want to okay. know if they're a novice an, an occasional user user or a, an experienced user just so i already know hey they can handle more my staff knows they can handle more we should keep an eye on these people kind of guide them a little bit more the novices okay. so that all of those people can be together in a room and enjoy something together okay. um but at the same time have different types of experiences depending on what their needs are uh, I think low dose is the best way though, okay. um, like one, two milligrams, because even for the experienced user, he can, or he, she can have multiple bites of that one, two milligram and right. kind of stack it up for themselves where a, a novice will just have one, for example. Right. I like that, that you, like I said, this breakdown is everything that you're giving people because not a lot of people have this much knowledge. And yeah. I'm just, it's for an educational standpoint, like it is yeah. everything to learn all of this. So the other how, thing to really uh, just, just ahead. to add on is the, um, the thought process of so many chefs or people that are infusing or people that are chefs that are learning to infuse with cannabis tend to like to spread it out. And the mistake there is that now you're giving people at their last course, you're still giving them THC. Well, a lot of times that takes two hours to kick in. And so now they're gone from your table and you don't have the ability to help guide them anymore. And so that's something that's so important to me as a cannabis chef is that, and also helps with the stigma of it, is that Mm -hmm. I'm there to help guide you once you start feeling that THC, because I want it to be while you're still with me. So that's why I always tend to front load it so okay. that once they hit that peak euphoria, I'm like, oh, well, let me introduce you to all these other things now. Yeah. It'll bring you and even you back out and feel so good. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Like you have that whole good strategy. And I, I did see that in the episode that you just That's had great. your own little great. strategy. And I noticed yep. that I, I listened, I learned like a ton <laughs> watching this series. That's awesome. <laughs> so how much fun did you have? Like just creating the meal, being in that lab for the judges and the best buds? Because there's a whole lab period of it. Yeah. So like the first, it was split up over two days and the first day was making our infusions. Mm-hmm. So I made all my three different infusions that I used in the episode and they film all of that. And that was a lot of fun. I mean, I've never done anything like any of like this before and wow. big production, excuse me, big production and stuff. And so it was a lot of fun. And I have to say my two, I, I was super lucky because the two people I went up against were just really cool people. 
right. in general too. Really kind hearted. And the three of us like created such a fun banter with each other. Mm -hmm. And um, we had been kicking it already for the 24 hours leading up to that. So it was just fun all hanging out. We were going to uh -huh. dinner together after the show. So it, it, was, it was a lot of fun just being around those two. Um, and then the actual filming day with the, with the meal, um, I mean, I was all nerves. So I was like okay. taking high doses of CBD that morning. <laughs> I was just at every little CBD I could find. Like somebody's like, oh, I have this water soluble 25 milligram. I'm like, oh. like, oh, CBD joint. Oh, <laughs> I just loaded up on so much CBD that day just to like calm my nerves. And thankfully, mm -hmm. I think it came across that I was pretty chill. You were very chill. And it, it, you know, I wonder that did any of the chefs or anybody like do any dosing beforehand because- No, most kids. people were like scared. Most people were scared. Like Lauren, who was, um, Who's on my episode with me? Mm -hmm. He's the the ex Raiders uh, football, football player guy, and he's not a big consumer either. And he's like, "How are y'all smoking right now? How are y'all consuming all this shit right now?" <laughs> <laughs> like, man, believe me, it's gonna make you feel so much better. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Wow, uh, wow. It was a lot of fun. Oh my gosh! So you did mention um, on the episode about having a farm to teach people about the relationship of food and cannabis. Yeah. Can you talk to us about like elaborate on what that would look like? Yeah. Um, okay. So the ultimate dream for mm -hmm. my husband and I is to have like a button breakfast. Oh. Button Sounds breakfast amazing. farm. Right. Right. And something where everything is just made and created on the property. We have our own farm with vegetables and fruits. We have our own wine, we make our own beer, we grow our own cannabis, we have our own livestock, and just do it all ourselves. Making our own cheeses, butchering our own meats, making our own breads, and incorporating, incorporating that all with like a cannabis experience. Mm -hmm. um, and so the thought process is like, we find somewhere in the world, and it doesn't necessarily have to be California, it's just somewhere in the world that will allow us to do this one day uh -huh. and set up shop and just have people come from far and wide and stay with us and, you know, enjoy it with us. Like, I think that's like the ultimate dream is just to constantly meet new people, but doing it in a way where I feel like it's, I don't know how to explain that, where I just feel like safe and excited to people come into my home and I get to share it with them. Like that's, yeah. That's, I think that would be amazing. Thing. That would be a fun vacation, though, to go to a butt and breakfast. Like, can you imagine <laughs> the cannabis, you know, advocates who just want to come there? And you yeah. guys would be booked Girl, up. I got, um, I got so many ideas. Oh, man. <laughs> so many ideas. No, this, this farm sounds interesting because people, people who go to vineyards, we go to farms, and then adding this whole other element of cannabis with it. Mm -hmm. I think it'd be very interesting to like just see everything raw and then see how it all can come together. And I mean, exactly. when you break bread with someone at the table, that's just like a whole nother experience. Exactly, exactly. So, like yeah. all sitting together, little like food classes, edibles classes, infusion classes. We do wake and bake brunches every morning and then it's right. dinners at night. Like, are you familiar with the agriturismo? No, I'm not. You've heard that. So they have these in Italy and it's this, it's the same kind of concept, but without the cannabis because it's yeah. just not legal there yet. 
but it's the same concept. And, and there's various couples now in the world, even from the states that have gone to Italy for this concept of concept of agriturismo. And it's it's truly that it's growing everything. They do classes mm -hmm. of what they 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 have people come in and they um, pick their crops and then they turn those crops into stuff with those with those guests and they all enjoy it together. And then there's tours around the area. I mean, that's truly like the epitome of where I want to retire. So do we start <laughs> Which some is crowd? a lot of work? Look, do we start some crowdfunding or how do we get investors? Because um, this all vacation right. needs to happen. <laughs> it needs to happen. It needs to happen. Um, I'm, I'm hoping that we can do it on our own. You know, I've investors are bringing a whole nother kind of mentality and opinions. And yeah. um, I'm just going to hustle until I can afford it myself and make it happen. <laughs> well, I will be waiting. Okay. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> Give me like a decade. Okay. Look, I'll, I'll be retired then. Happy. Ditto. That's my retirement. This is my retirement. Is work. I'm looking yes. to work for my retirement. Work for your retirement, but enjoy it. But enjoy it. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So after all of the competition, because there were amazing dishes by each of the chefs, mm -hmm. did you get to taste your opponent's dishes after the show? didn't. <gasps> Police and leather ate all that. Okay, because Khalees, but no, I can understand they that. They finished it. Khalees tasted your first, you like your appetizer dishes. Like, <laughs> your whole face looked like, lady, this is I'm getting good. high and I'm not going <laughs> to stop eating it because I'm high and this is tasty. Like, yes, her whole facial expression when I was watching, I was like, okay, girl looks like yum, but those eyes are saying everything else. <laughs> And then she just like bent over and was just like looking up. Yes. It was so funny. <laughs> so, oh my God. Because I was wondering because what got me was that Lauren is a DC native, right? Mm hmm. I live in DC. I'm from Maryland. I am a DMD native. He didn't use seafood. He and didn't. That is our bread and butter. We are Maryland blue crab shrimp loving people and i was just waiting i was like oh his main dish is gonna be some type of surf and turf or chicken with seafood no he did chicken i was like oh. no. i'm like could you infuse some old bay or something i was ready for it larry salt something <laughs> So that was funny. Food. No, I was no, so food, I mean, was like, spot on. That guy knows how to cook. Yeah, I mean, a restaurant too up okay. in DC. Oh, yeah. I will have to hit him up. Tell him that I spoke yes. to you, and let him Please. know as soon as he opens that restaurant. I need to be one of the first people there. There you but go. He, but I he think better it's make some primal food. taste. Okay, primal I'll, taste. Yeah. I'll send him a I'll send him an email or something, and let yeah. him know that I talked to you. Yeah, because. Oh my gosh, I was waiting for the seafood from him. I was like, all right, DC native, yes. Oh, you should totally give him crap about that. I am so <laughs> gonna give him crap about this. <laughs> about that. Like, you would've won if you did seafood. Right, like, why didn't you do seafood? You should've oh. used some old bay. <laughs> <laughs> that is so, I was so mad. I was like, no. So, mm -mm. so I wanna throw a question in because there were quite, there were women, I think, on each episode of right. the of the series and Thinking about what I've learned watching other shows about uh, cannabis, about Weed a Kid and Bong Appetit, how do you feel about women in the business of cannabis? I mean, being a woman, it's like 
it's all about the women in the cannabis industry. Um, I'm constantly rooting for my cannababes and trying to push them all forward. Uh, this is the first time in an industry mm -hmm. where female entre uh, entrepreneurs, CEOs, business owners are over 30% in the cannabis industry, which doesn't exist in any other industry. Um, so I'm, I'm really excited to see that that's moving forward and that there's more and more of us coming to light and running our own businesses. Yeah. And I think it has a lot to do with the fact that um, we are, you know, caretakers. We um, have, there's this medicinal benefit to cannabis and yeah. uh, as, as caretakers and as people who have a lot of compassion and women tend to have more compassion, yeah. um, I think that's becoming more and more prevalent in the cannabis industry that females are the ones running the thing. Yeah. yeah. I'd like to see more females have businesses and if it can be in cannabis, hey, I'm all for it. Yeah, I definitely am. Right? Yeah. So, um, <laughs> get it back to the show. Did you come away with ideas from seeing how the other chefs use cannabis? Um, I pretty much had seen all of those techniques. Okay. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the products that we had in the pantry were products I was pretty familiar with. Okay. Um, except some out of state ones that I hadn't seen before, but definitely understood the product. Okay. Um, I think there was one gentleman who actually pressed cannabis leaves into tortillas. Yes, I saw that. Yes, and he was also from San Francisco. I can't remember his name right now. <laughs> I should. But uh, that was my first time seeing him, and he had done that, and I was like, that's a really fun, that's a fun idea. Um, yeah. I hadn't seen anybody, like, fully execute that before. I definitely mm -hmm. had heard about it before, pressing in tortillas, but seeing execute it like that was was really, really beautiful. Yeah, I, like I said, I, I enjoyed watching how me not being a chef or even knowing, you know, much about cannabis and the science behind it, how to use it. I really did enjoy seeing how each of the chefs did their infusions, where they put the infusions in each dish. It was very interesting to learn from, from each of you. I think you guys did a beautiful job on that. Yeah, there's some fun ones like cannabis leaf flower, cannabud mm -hmm. flower, and cannabis infused milk. Like there's <laughs> such a variety of different things. Yeah, so uh, thinking about it, everything, because the show is like separated into different categories. Which of the categories were interesting to you besides yours? I mean, I think mine was the most interesting for me personally. <laughs> well, you did say you did the really wedding episode and you said you yeah. had a cannabis infused wedding, right? Well, it was my wedding cake was. Your and wedding cake was, end, okay. Yeah. Um, we had the cake and then we had an, well, our cake, my cake was cheese wheels. So I okay. stacked cheese wheels on top of each other and then served mm -hmm. it with different types of honey. And so ah. those were infused honeys. It wasn't Italy after all. So it was a little, we yeah. had to travel with a bunch of weed, you know, <laughs> <laughs> we're not going to talk about that. Iffy, so we kind of, I just played that one and just put these jars of honey next to the, the cake and nobody kind of knew besides the guests who were all high. Oh, and yeah. some of the servers, the Italian servers were high too. They were on the dance floor <laughs> later on in the night. Um, but other episodes, um, I thought the barbecue one is fun. Like, yeah. I love a good barbecue. Um, and I love the holiday one too. Yeah, I mean, you think That's about really it, holidays. Get yeah, holidays. Together. 
Those would be some interesting holiday parties if we had a little cannabis. Uh huh. And they did some really fun, like unique twists on it. Like one person definitely approached the whole like straight up Thanksgiving holiday, like Thanksgiving, right? Yeah. And then there was another person who did focused on Ramadan, which was really interesting and seeing what he created out of those dishes and how he infused them was really, really impressive. Yeah. And then um, there was another one that just did, did another, a different holiday for each course, right. which was a fun little play twist to it. So I, I really liked that episode. I think the person who did the um, the different um, holidays in each course. Liv. I, yeah, Liv. I think that she also did, wasn't everything vegan? Yes. Yes. She does that all was vegan. All, all that's vegan. her whole thing is all vegan and vegan infusions and stuff. Yeah, but the girl knows how to cook. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know how to make vegan food taste really, really good and so good that no, I won't say nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's no, so it, good. it was interesting. You gotta uh, audience you gotta, gotta watch it. if you haven't gotta watched watch. the show. You gotta watch it. You gotta go watch. So do you think that they would put together like a bonus episode of everyone who won each episode, like an all-star? I really hope. I really hope. I've been saying that. Like, <sighs> I wish there was an all-star cannabis showdown or something. Yeah. Um, I, that was definitely a joke with some of the producers that day, but they they don't know. It's just totally up to Netflix. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. We if, I think it really comes down to if it if the show's popular enough. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, we've got to yeah. we've got to watch. Yeah. And I'm going to say to my audience, anyone listening, everybody go tell Khalees that she needs to do it. Send her a DM, yeah, send her an email. Exactly. Tell Khalees it needs to be done. <laughs> and she'll push it for us. Yeah, she'll push it. She'll push it. We, we need the all-star round. I'd like to see what, what comes up on that one. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. I know. It'd be so, pretty scary going up against a bunch of winners. <laughs> it would. It would be intense for you guys, but... Oh, I would love to watch. I would love. Oh, to I see. bet you would. <laughs> I would love to see what everyone created. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know, especially not already knowing, like that being the first time being on a cooking competition for me. Like, how would I approach it round two? Yeah, yeah. That's why I don't know. It's like a whole thought process. <laughs> I gotta get really high before that one. <laughs> just like, uh, let me just take my mind somewhere else. Let me think about this. <laughs> That would be awesome. I would I would definitely watch that one. Actually, um tell Khalees though, invite Snoop to that table. Right? I wonder why he wasn't there. Yeah. Like, he must have been invited as a judge. Like, why was Snoop not there? Why was Snoop not there? I or was... Martha. <laughs> well, yes, they would have been they, they would have ran a whole right, table so, by themselves. <laughs> so audience, we need Khalid, we need to push the all-star show. And then we need to push to have Martha and Snoop <laughs> sitting at the best buds table. That would oh just my gosh. Uh, uh, Oh, I would melt. I would, I would melt. Yes. Yes. Because you know Snoop would be hilarious on every dish. Yeah, he was. He'd come in high as a type and leave happy. Oh, so funny. Oh, so being I, here and dear that, you know, afternoon tea is my favorite thing and I love mm-hmm. a good tea party. Thinking of your cookbook, I'm just curious to know what small bites or what you would create for a tea party. For a tea party. So I've done my fair share of high teas for what? sure. Uh-huh. Um, I, and there's such a variety of things that you can make 
for, I mean, anything that truly you could find at a normal tea party mm-hmm. is what I would recreate. So French macarons, yeah. tea sandwiches. Tea sandwiches are so easy because you can switch up that filling. Right. I mean, just making a, like a simple spinach dip and spreading it over tea, sam- tea like white bread and then cutting them into cute little tea sandwiches. Right. Using that spinach dip is really, really simple. Um, sweets are obviously always a thing. So like little jellies, candy jellies mm. and, uh, ah, caramel covered little apples. Like, you know, those little pink lady apples, yeah. um, or little miniature galas or something like getting those in a, in an infused caramel, uh, making small little versions of that. It's all about small. I feel yeah. like <laughs> In tea time, right? So, yeah. because you want to, oh, and we tend to eat more too when we do that. <laughs> I'm like, do. oh, I've had 10 small things. It's not so bad. Right. You know, yeah. Would you infuse um, the, the tea? tea itself? Yes. Right, I was about to say, would you infuse, <laughs> look, we're thinking the light. Definitely. Would you infuse the tea? Definitely. Okay. Um, of course, it's really important to spread it out and not infuse everything mm-hmm. because that's when you just end up then spending your entire afternoon in the nap instead of, you know, enjoying the afternoon after tea time. But uh, yeah, I think just spreading it out, knowing your doses, putting a little bit there, a little bit there, and then keeping the rest for munchies is is a good approach. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Sounds amazing. Um, Definitely when this pandemic is over, I've got to get out to Cali and meet you in person. Please. I would love to like hug you, girl. Yes. Just a hug. Just a hug. That's all I need right now. A lot of tea, maybe something a little infused would be amazing. We can make that happen. Yes. Well, I thank you so much for coming on here, talking about your knowledge of cannabis and infusing it into food and this amazing new show on Netflix, Cooked with Cannabis, that I'm telling my audience you have to have to watch. But also, after they watch, can you let them know how they can follow you, get your book, and learn more from you? Definitely. Okay. Get ready. Get you out your pen and paper because there's all kinds <laughs> of little things. So to find uh, the Canasaurus series here in California, um, uh, look up canasaurusseries.com. It's spelled just like connoisseur, but those O's are A's. <laughs> um, and then to find the cookbook, you can look on yayedibles.com. Mm-hmm. Um, it's our cookbook website and it lists all the different locations um, that you can find the cookbook, including our Amazon link. Mm-hmm. And then if you just want to banter with me, if you have a question, um, you can find me on Instagram. I'm at Fraulein Chef mm-hmm. and also at Canasaur Series. All right. Well, thank you so much again, Corrine. Audience, like I said, if you haven't watched the Cooked with Cannabis show, Definitely watch it. It's a great thing. I know we're all in the house. So we have time, time, time to Netflix and chill, quarantine (laughs) and chill. So make sure you make your snacks and Mm. then you can watch the show because do not watch it. And the margins. Yeah, you're going to have the munchies. (laughs) So once again, thank you. And thank you for listening to another episode of Tea Time with Monica. You've been listening to Tea Time with Monica. Make sure you subscribe on your favorite podcast medium. Give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And follow me on social media at Monica underscore the curvy diva, spelled M-O-N-I-C-A underscore T-H-E 
K-U-R-V-Y-D-I-V-A and at Tea Time with Monica. Monica. 